In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, Thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches? Welcome to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca Amber, your host, who is pretty much on the flip side of half term, remaining unscathed, unharmed, unstressed and living her best goddamn half term life. Why? Because I have spent a month learning how to do less. Yes, this month in the book club, we have been reading a book called Do Less, which is all about time and energy management for women or any bitches that love following the moon. You can be a man, you can be whatever you like, but it's changed my goddamn life. It's all about cyclical living and it's really hard for me that I cannot say the word cyclical, (laughs) but I really want to share all of this information with you guys. I actually was getting super overwhelmed by the fact that 
There's so much information. There's so many facts. There's so many incredible moments during this month. And I want to kind of convey all of that to you that I was almost getting like overwhelmed by it all. And I've realized I need to just imagine that we, you and me, are in a late night, maybe a gay club. It could be a karaoke bar. I don't know what. It could be a hybrid of the two. They're my favorites. And we've sat down at the same bench in the smoking area and you have not asked me anything, but I've decided that I'm going to tell you everything I know about syncing your cycle with the moon and how to live your best life (laughs) according to your period. And you're just like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? That's the vibe we're going for today because I feel like that's how I'm best going to be able to get all of this information out of my head and into your ears. So listen up, bitches. And bitches and men because I know that there are quite a lot of gay men that listen to this podcast if you are listening and thinking well I don't have a cycle maybe I am a man maybe I have gone through menopause and so I don't have a cycle anymore maybe I'm pregnant or breastfeeding so I haven't had a period in god knows how long do not fear even if you do not have a cycle as such I'm talking about a menstrual cycle bitches not a penny farthing type cycle a menstrual cycle. We're talking blood today. We are talking wombs, blood, vaginas. Actually, we don't talk about vaginas at all. And I'm quite pleased about that. Um, Don't worry, because we all live under the same moon. We are all affected by the moon cycles. So it's all kind of the same thing. We are 60% water, remember, and water is affected by the moon, obviously, tides and stuff. And you know something incredible? Women's cycles automatically sync up with the lunar cycle. So when we are at the darkest time, there is no moon in the sky, the new moon. That is when women typically bleed like witches. And I include myself in that. If you bleed on the new moon, hands up, you're a white witch. If you bleed on the full moon, however, alternative, you are a red witch. Look it up. There's an incredible app called Stardust that was recommended to me by so many of the book club bitches. And I've learned so much about lunar cycles, menstrual cycles what a fucking work which does I've learned about it all so it's a free app go go support it it's amazing it's a woman-owned app anyway let's kick it off with what this is truly all about and the basis for this whole book which is cyclical I can't fucking say it cyclical right should we just say cycle living in a cycle because I can't say that word so we have four distinct phases in a month and Some of these phases, we are going to be best to sort of be resting and recuperating. Other phases, we are going to have real outward energy and we're going to want to be out there and living our best lives. And yet, we are expected to be in perpetual sort of production or productivity. And this has really come about since the whole industrial kind of revolution where we are just expected to get up, live in a 24-hour cycle day where every day is kind of expected to be the same and you go to work and you work all day and you're productive all day and then you go to bed, good night. And that really isn't the way that women or anything in nature is designed to work. For example, if you've ever grown anything, you will know that you need to have fallow periods, you need to have rest periods. Anyone that is a houseplant addict like me will know that as soon as spring starts to come, you know, you need to start feeding your plants weekly with not just water, but food. And they grow, they get so much growth in the summer. And then as it gets to autumn, you stop feeding them plant food because it's really bad for them in the winter. Winter is not a time for growth and lots of new leaves. That is a real rest period where 
really nothing much happens at all if you look at so much of the animal world so many animals go into literal hibernation and i'm not just talking about coming home at 6 p.m getting in your pajamas and watching netflix all night type hibernation i'm talking store fucking nuts up for months and you don't leave your gaff for six months and you sleep that kind of hibernation you just need to look at farming kind of agriculture all that kind of stuff to know that After there's been the sowing of the seeds in the spring and then the crop in the summer and then the harvest in the autumn, what does the field do in winter? The farmer doesn't go, right, bitch, now it's your winter time. You've got to work again. No, the field is left fallow to restore its nutrients, to get its health back, to get its strength back ready for the spring. So everything in nature lives by this This kind of four-phase cycle that we have, and whether it's yearly or monthly, it is a very distinct um, cycle of kind of an easy way to kind of visualize it is spring, sowing your seeds and getting ready. Summer, boom, I'm out here, bitch. Everything's growing. Everything's thriving. Autumn, oh, harvest it all, kind of sew things up, tie up loose ends. And winter, you have a goddamn rest. Everything follows it except for modern humans who have decided that we should be hustling, hustling, hustling like our lives depend on it every goddamn day with maybe a rest once a year when you go on holiday. And if you've got children, we all know that ain't no rest. It's just looking after your children in a different place where they could drown. So it is actually not very restful at all. There is currently an epidemic amongst women, but particularly mothers. But I'm going to say us all, right? Us all, that we feel super overwhelmed. We feel stressed out. We feel time poor. We have so much mum guilt and we are close to burnout. We're living in a masculine world based on this 24-hour system that I was talking about. And that does work for some men, but women and men who are in touch with all of this shit and they're like looking out at the moon and they're like, yes, bitch, it's a full moon. We function so much better on this 28-day system. And once we understand the four phases and not fight against them, we have a real chance to use this to our advantage to do less, but have so much more. So you might be thinking, get to it, Fran, what are the four phases? I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So we're going to start, as any good cycle does, on day one of your period. If you are not having periods, you can just call this the new moon. So if you track the moon, the new moon, it's when there is no moon in the sky, it's completely gone. It is very, very dark. Now, we can equate this phase to winter. We can equate this phase to being in a fertile void. And this is when, to be honest, nothing much happens. Remember, we were just talking about how in winter you kind of hibernate, you rest, you restore, you recover, you recuperate. Why do all of these words begin with an R? I don't know. And this is really what we should be doing in this phase. So do you ever feel like sometimes you wake up and you're just like, ugh, I've just got no motivation today or the last couple of days I've had no motivation. What's wrong with me? And like you're beating yourself up of why can't I get motivated? I love my job or I love my business. Like why do I feel so meh about it? Like why can't I get my shit together? Why have I watched five hours of Jeffrey Dahmer hacking men up back to back rather than working on my dreams? Well, it could be that you are in your menstrual phase. This is a time to really nourish yourself you are going to be super low energy. You're going to have no motivation. You're not going to want to do shit. You're not going to want to go out. You're not going to want to socialize. 
And the beautiful thing is, is that once you recognize this phase and you're told, oh, guess what? When you're on your period, when you're in that whole menstrual phase, this is how you actually will most likely be feeling. And this is actually quite normal. You can accept it and you can forgive yourself and you can say, oh, actually, I'm not super lazy. I'm not super demotivated. It's just that I'm in this phase and I will be returning to spring in a matter of days. And I know it's around the corner and basically no need to fucking worry. The next phase is follicular and this is when you have finished your period and you are starting to move towards ovulation. This is the next stage. Now, Kate Northrup calls this your emergence stage and you're emerging because this is really like spring. The moon is getting bigger in the sky. It's going towards that full moon phase. And this is all about new ideas, planning, getting your energy back and really feeling that excitement and motivation to kind of get going again. This is the perfect time for really bringing ideas and new concepts and and new shit to fruition. So for example, for me in my life, you know, this would be when I start to think, huh, maybe I could start to put together all of the stuff from my New Year's Day goal setting party. Like I could start to get all the aspects together, look at the process last year, see how I could improve it, see how it's evolved. In my mum life and my home life, this could be a time where I think, right, let me start planning ahead the next month or so. Shall I start planning in some Christmas activities that I want to do with the girls? You know, maybe some things for the new year. It's a great stage for planning and new ideas. The next stage, oh, this is the best. This is party time. This is ovulation. And what a wicked world this is, is that we just want to go out and bang every guy we say. <laughs> I speak for myself here. We want to go out there. We want to be amongst the people. We want to socialize. We want to get wild when we're ovulating because nature wants us to get fucking pregnant. So let's just be careful out here, guys. Be careful. There is a dark plan at work and it wants you to get up the duff. So we can use this stage to our benefit. Have you ever noticed there's a certain time in the month where you suddenly are super high energy? Life feels great everything seems good. You want to date. You want to go out and see your friends. You want to just get yourself out there. Guess what, bitch? You're ovulating. This is summer. This is the height of summer. This is also usually when the full moon is. This is all about visibility and getting out there. Now, if you have your own business, this would be the perfect time to batch create your content. Because if you are a little bit shy about getting in front of the camera or you don't have the energy to do that kind of stuff, this is going to be the time when you have the energy. But bad news, ovulation is literally the shortest fucking window ever. It's like 24 hours. Maybe you'll feel great a couple of days either side max. So you need to make the most of that energy and create all of your high energy content, all of the stuff that requires you to really put your face to your brand or your business or your job, whatever it might be. If you've got a really important meeting, try and schedule it for that time. If you are dating, try and schedule dates for this time. If you have to host something where you have to speak in front of people or whatever it is that you need to like collaborate with people, basically connect, then that is your time. You are also at your peak magnetism. So people will literally be magnetized to you during this time. It's the magic time and it literally lasts a matter of days. So make the goddamn most of it. And finally, the luteal or culmination phase. So this is kind of autumn vibes and the moon heading back 
getting smaller and smaller and smaller, heading back towards the uh, new moon where it's darkest. We're heading back towards winter, basically. Now, this is also the longest phase that we have lasting, if I remember rightly, about 14 days. So this time is ideal for like tying up loose ends, focused work, and really just getting projects pulled together and finished because you are wanting to get yourself hunkered down for the winter because you know winter's coming. You know that period's coming. You know that low energy's coming and you want to get all your shit tied up and sorted out before that happens. Now, I have always absolutely hated this phase because towards the end of it, I would say like the last week, I really noticed my energy starting to turn inward. And I start to get horrible anxiety where it's really weird. I can't really even describe it, but I start to get this really horrible anxiety about children in the world that are not looked after or are neglected or abused and children that don't have mums, mums that are dying. It's just fucking horrible. And all I want to do is stay at home with my children, spend quality time with them. I want to be with them. And so this is where it starts to get really interesting. If you are somebody like me that occasionally goes away without their children, I say occasionally, I've literally done it once. But like when I went to America, for example, I went when I was in my ovulation stage. And so I literally was like, bah, see you in a week. Like I was, obviously I was worried about them, but I just was like, so ready. I was high energy. I just wanted to be out there. I just wanted to live my best goddamn life. Now, if I had scheduled that trip for just before my period or my luteal phase, there's a good chance I might not have gone because I would have had so much anxiety and inward energy and just feeling like I just wanted to be at home with my babies, preparing for hibernation. And so knowing that about yourself is so important. It's the difference between planning a night out with your friends or planning a weekend away or say you've planned a weekend away with your husband and being like, right, boom, let's go. I'm ready to get out of here. Sorry, what are those kids' names again? I can't remember. Or being like, no, I ain't going. I'm not going because I can't leave them. And that is a very, very real thing. So obviously, even if you don't have children, this still applies. This is the autumn of your phase. This is a long phase where you are culminating all of the projects and all the loose ends in your life. So this is a great time to sort of prepare for winter and tie up those loose ends so that when winter comes, you can relax and rest and recuperate. So after we learned all that stuff about your cycle and kind of the basis of this book, we then had two weeks of daily experiments. And I just want to share with you, I think I've got five here. I want to share with you five of the experiments that have really affected my daily life and have changed my perception of things and maybe the way I do things this month. And the first experiment, it's no surprise that it was to track your cycle and the moon and start to kind of connect the dots in your life where things are working, things aren't, understanding why you feel the way sometimes. And it all makes so much sense. You no longer need to beat yourself up about days where you just want to Netflix and sleep. Like you just realize, oh shit, that's the phase I'm in. Well, that's fine. I know that spring is coming next. I can allow myself this time and you can start to plan for it. You know, when I knew my period was coming and I know that I get such bad migraines and stuff around that time, I make sure that I do a lot of my work beforehand so that I can actually take a night or two off when it comes. Now that's something that I've never done before. Even though I knew that every month I get these terrible migraines, I almost get like, 
it's called PMDD, I think, but you get almost like a flu for like two days and it's just before your period comes and it's fucking horrendous. Now, let me tell you what's interesting, right? So Kate Northrup, who wrote this book, said that once you start to understand your body, listen to your body and understand your cycle, and once you start to honor it as well in like really small ways, like not beating yourself up about feeling down or demotivated or tired when you're, you know, entering your winter or whatever, you can actually heal your cycle. And so what's really interesting is this month, I knew my period was coming, that moon was getting smaller. God, it's so amazing. Honestly, guys, please do try this because it may sound crazy. But once you start to feel really connected to the moon and you you really start, it's, it's fucking wild. And how insane is that, that I was reading this book saying most women, if they're not living near artificial light, if you're in touch with like the earth, which I fucking sleep on a grounding sheet, thank you. That's probably why, um, that you will probably bleed on the new moon. And I literally started my period 10 days into this book on the new moon. I've never been more proud of myself before. I've never been so happy to be a white witch. (laughs) I was just like, wow, like, is no one else absolutely amazed by the fact that we're all cycling with the moon? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Anyway, sorry, I was very excited about that. Um, But what's interesting is that just one month of doing this, As my period was due, instead of having this two to three day flu where I have absolutely chronic migraines, I can't do very much, I feel horrendous, I got my period and I didn't have anything at all. And I was like, oh my God, I've got away completely unscathed. This has never happened. Then sure enough, the next day I did have a bit of a migraine, but it was nowhere near as debilitating as what it normally is. And I literally have prescribed medication for this and everything. It's that bad. So if you suffer from bad periods in any way, I highly recommend doing this because I truly think, because this is the first month I've really listened to my body and understood and been like, oh, I'm towards the end of my luteal phase. I'm not feeling lazy. I'm not feeling depressed. This is literally just the phase my body is in. I've given myself so much grace, both physically in terms of not making myself do too much, but mentally as well, not mentally beating myself up about it, just thinking, oh, I'll be fine next week. So that was exercise one. And I highly, highly recommend it. If you do nothing else from this podcast, I highly recommend you do that. Exercise four was checking your vitals. Now, this was very similar to the 80-20 rule. I'm sure that so many of you will be familiar with this, but it is basically the idea that 80% of your results or your outcome or whatever is based on just 20% of your activity. So 20% of what you are doing each day when you're so busy and you've got all this shit to do, only 20% of it is actually yielding 80% of the results. And so through this whole process, we and I can't get into too much detail here because there's so much to this book that I'm just going to go over a few things today and how it's worked for me. But if you want to read more, obviously the book Do Less by Kate Northrup, highly recommend it. So you start this practice by writing a list of every single thing that you do, whether this is in your home life or your work life. So for my home life, for example, I've put like childcare, cleaning, laundry, shopping, cooking, admin. There's so much admin that comes with having a home, a car, three children. Do you know what I mean? Like all that kind of shit. Then you can do it for your work as well, obviously. 
and you find out what are the three things that get the most results and that only you can do. So with my work, this was really easy. I wrote a list of all the shit that we do to do with this business and you would be amazed. Like you would be fucking amazed at how much stuff there actually is. If you think I just record a podcast once a week and like, ta-da, that ain't it. Like there's so much more to it and I have help from my sister and I have help from several people now, which is amazing. But there's still a lot that I do. And I realized that the stuff that gets the most results and that only I can do is creating the podcasts. So creating these podcasts, whether it's this main podcast or my book club, only I can do that. No one else can do that shit. And that is basically 90% of it. Then on top of that, I really consider like social media content creation, like just being there, being visible, reminding people, all that kind of stuff, getting new listeners. Only I can do that too. And the third thing is working on my self-development because I've said it before, I'll say it again. You know, I've been doing this book club for two and a half years now and I've been doing this podcast for like three years now. And I think that if people were following this journey and thinking, well, hang on a second, Fran's reading all these books and implementing all these things, but her life has not changed. I think that that would be not a very genuine way to be basically living. And I think that people would soon be like, well, why am I going to listen to this bitch? What's she doing? But my life, if you follow me from the start of this, first of all, God bless you. Thank you for being here. But like, you can see my life has changed dramatically from when I started this podcast to now. And that is only through implementation of strategies, philosophies, all this shit that I've been researching and actually doing it consistently. And so that is really important to me. Those are the three things that are super important to me. Customer service, technical issues, things with the website, things with fucking admin, accountants, taxings, all that stuff can be done by somebody else because those are not my vital things. And so this can work with your home life as well. You know, for home, I put maintenance, childcare, cleaning, laundry, shopping, cooking, admin. And by admin, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff with like, you know, when you have a car, you have to have it MOT'd and all sorted out. You have to have your car cleaned. You've got to have your house maintained. You've got to have your garden done. All this shit, right? You make a list of all these things that you do and you work out what are actually the things that only I can do. And it can be things that you really enjoy as well. And that get you the most results. Well, my goals for my home life, because you kind of got to look at what results mean, right? So my results are that I want to have an incredibly close and happy relationship with my children. I want to live in a clean and clear clutter-free home that I really enjoy like living in. Your environment's so important. And I want to have a life that functions, you know, a really full and active life comes with admin. You know, if you want to go on holidays and travel, that takes a lot of planning and organization. If you want to have a business, that takes a lot of admin and stuff. There's just a lot of stuff that takes a lot of stuff to be done. And so I've realized that the main thing that only I can do is the childcare. And that's what I want to do. You know, I have a cleaner come that now also does the laundry. She quite often does laundry. I mean, I've not put away laundry in about nine months now, which is fucking amazing. And I live for it. The shopping, you know, I automate a lot of that now. I have Tesco deliveries come every week. The cooking, I've outsourced that, not 
in terms of and I think when people hear the word outsource they sometimes think but what I'm gonna get a private chef and it's like no I've got these like cook frozen meal deliveries and I have HelloFresh like a meal kit delivery service so that is a way that you can outsource without having to actually hire someone you know I looked at having my laundry outsourced and having them come and pick it up and there was something in me that was just like we'll be back after a quick break Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. I don't feel comfortable with it. Like, it just feels such an extravagant thing to do. And so for me, just increasing the cleaner's hours and saying, actually, can I just include laundry in when you're here? Like, that just be a part of your thing. That's a much more uh, manageable way for me to kind of do that. I've also looked at having my sister, who is my assistant with work, start to take on some of the admin of my home life as well as really like a more well-rounded personal assistant. And so... I was sitting on my floor today with my two babies, watching in the night garden, being present, talking to them, loving them, spending quality time. And the cleaner was upstairs putting away my laundry and cleaning the bathroom and doing all of these things that would take my time away from my children. And I'm so, so thankful to have that opportunity. But you know where this all started? If you're thinking, but Fran, I can't do this. You know where this all started? Two years ago, two and a half years ago, the first book we ever did was The Power of Focus by Jack Canfield. And one of the first things I implemented, he talked about delegating and deferring things. And I was like, right, if I want to spend more time on my podcast and really taking this seriously and building it as a business, then I need to outsource things. And I got a cleaner for two hours a week. And that was a massive, massive step for me. It was a massive move. But you know what? There's plenty of people that will sit around and tell you they don't have the time or the energy to start their dream business on the side, or they don't have the time or energy to follow their dreams. When really, it's sometimes just the simplest little action like outsourcing. I mean, cleaning is just a really easy one to start with because everyone can outsource that. It's relatively low cost. It's £20 a week. And that is something that will free up so much of your time, space and energy to either do the things that you love, which is being present with your children or to start building towards your dreams and building towards your goals. Oh, God, I fucking love this shit. So like I say, no matter what your situation, you can use this for work or your home life or whatever. But I realized at work, you know, creating content, creating the podcast, doing self-development, doing the content on social media, that was the stuff that only I could do and that was going to yield the most results. And yet everything else was taking priority. The endless admin, the endless DMs, the accountant stuff, the customer service, the website stuff, it was all getting in the way. And really when you prioritize these top three vital priorities that only you can do and you keep referring back to it 
it really cuts away all the crap. And when these things land on your desk, you can have the confidence to say, sorry, is that in my top vital three things that only I can do and yield the most results? No, then get the fuck off my desk. A great example of this would be my water company keep asking me to go out into my fucking street to lift up a little manhole. It's not a manhole cover. I'm being, I'm being dramatic. It's something and read a water meter that is in the pavement. That is not on my vital three. Like it's important and I will do it at some point, but that is not a vital fucking thing for me to do. There are things that I come across every day, people asking for my time and energy and you have to say no. Otherwise your most important things will never get done. For example, when was the last time you saw me do a reel about my podcast? Uh, Fucking months ago because I've not prioritized it. So this was really helpful to re-familiarize myself with what my priorities at home and at work are and you'll be amazed at your results where you get so much more achieved in so much less time and energy. Exercise seven was about simplicity, really simplifying your life and just understanding why we complicate things so much. The way that people complicate things is they can have multiple homes or multiple cars or multiple businesses, multiple jobs, lots of travel or holidays, too much clutter in their houses, too many activities and trying to do everything yourself. So this chapter was amazing and it really made me realize there were some areas of my life that I could simplify. For example, on a Tuesday night, Tuesdays were fucking killing me, man. I'd pick up Bo from school. We would all go straight to dancing, but she'd have to get changed first and she hadn't eaten. So we used to go into McDonald's. She'd eat, get changed in the toilets, go to dancing class, come out, get changed in the car. Then I'd have to drop her off at Rainbows. Then I'd go home. Then a neighbor would have to bring her home. I'd be like, fuck this shit. So do you know what I did? Cut out the dancing. Turns out Bo hated it anyway. She didn't enjoy it. So I was like, wow, that has just simplified my life so much. You have to look at the reward versus the amount of energy it is taking, not just you, but your whole family. Sometimes the reward is not worth it. Sometimes no one's really enjoying it. And you wonder why the fuck are we still doing this? I also continually cut out good ideas. So an example of a good idea is I had book club bitch hoodies made and I actually gave these away just as a gift to like the hundred, the first hundred people, or maybe it's more than that. I feel like it's 250. But the people that basically been with us since the beginning and we sent them out at great expense and it was just their large items. It was really bulky. It was just a nightmare. And so many people were like, oh my God, could you sell these? I would so buy one of these. And I'm like, nah, nah. Do you know what? Printing clothing, there's hardly any margin in it whatsoever. You've got people that are going to return shit because they bought the wrong size. You've then got returns to deal with at the warehouse. You've got to sell it. You've got to pay for storage. You've got to pay for it. No, no excess stock. I'm just thinking of more and more things. So I just said, no, I know there are people that would love those hoodies and I know there's people that would buy them. But when I look at what 80% of the results come from, it ain't going to be from hoodies. And so this is really important in your business, right? Is just to look at the places where you've got excess things that are taking up your time, space and energy, but they're not really bringing in any results. Get rid of that shit. Get rid of it and hone in on the things that do bring you in the results. So yeah, cutting out good ideas and I'm doing good ideas in air quotes because they're not good ideas. Should I start selling mugs? Should I start selling mouth pads? No, you don't need them. Another way I simplified was deciding to sell my house rather than renting it. So 
my house did not sell for a really long time and it fell through and it was just a fucking nightmare. And for a while I was like, well, maybe I'll keep it and I'll rent it out. And my ex-husband was like, Fran, you don't want to be a landlord. Like it's stressful. You have people calling you in the middle of the night saying, my heating's not working. My floor is buckling. My front door won't open. Do you really want to deal with that? And I was like, God damn, no, you're right. I don't want to deal with that. I already have to deal with renting my flat out in London and they are amazing tenants. But no. So it's really looking at decisions like that that you make where you think, do I want this in my life? Do I want to keep this and have to manage it and maintain it and deal with it? No. Um, I also cut out Airbnb from my life. You know, I used to Airbnb my flat and move up and down. And now I just have long-term renters in there. It cuts out so much complication laundry, cleaning, booking, complaints, all that bullshit, babbage. Cutting down on belongings, decluttering is a really simple one, one that I think that everyone can do and is a lifelong struggle of mine. Cutting down on trips, this is a surprising one because at the beginning of the year I hadn't been anywhere for what felt like forever and this year was my year of fun and adventure and travel and what I've realised is that travelling takes up so much energy like before I go on a trip I like to have a spray tan I like to look good I like to do my little treatments before I go I like to pack nice clothes I like to make sure the girls have all got matching clothes I like to do all this stuff right so that takes up like a week then you're away that's exhausting and then you come home and it's the whole do you know what I've been back from America for 10 days I didn't unpack my suitcase for like a week It was sat there for a week. I've only just unpacked it. So it really takes up such a lot of time and energy just going on trips. So I'm definitely going to be a lot more mindful this year of quality over quantity. As much as I've loved being away with the girls as much as I have this year, I'm really going to focus on really good quality trips to amazing places rather than what we did this summer holiday, which was be away for basically six weeks straight and it nearly killed me. Another way you can think about simplifying, this is a great example, is I recently have been coming back to life. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been coming back to life. Your girl's been getting eyelash extensions. I've booked in every two weeks between now and 2023. I'm living for it. And my friend did my nails while I was in New York and I'm loving having nails again. And I was about to contact this girl to start having regular infills. And I really had to stop myself and think, Fran, you already spend one night of the week doing an Olaplex mask on your hair, exfoliating your entire body, self-tanning. Then I'm going to have lash infills once every two weeks. Plus, I want to get my hair extensions back, which is like more maintenance. And I really had to sit and think, am I ready to commit to losing an evening once a fortnight just to have nails? And I really thought about it and I weighed it all up and I was like, Nah, I'm not because I love having eyelash extensions and I love having hair extensions and I know that both of those require time and maintenance and I'm happy with that trade-off. But nails, I just realized that it was going to overcomplicate my life and was just going to take up more of my time and energy that I simply don't have. So that's a great example of really looking at things in your life and it could be as simple as your beauty routine and just being like, actually, Eyelash extensions add a lot to my life. They mean I don't ever have to wear mascara. I'm fucking living my best life. But actually, nails, nah, it ain't for me. Another great way to simplify your life is 
Say you want to see your friend or your sister or your mum and you're always finding yourself saying, oh my God, we never get to see each other. God, another week's passed. Are you free this day? Are you free that day? Set up a recurring appointment. So I did this with quite a lot of my baby friends. We would all say, right, I'll see you every Tuesday at this particular baby group and we'll go for lunch after. And it was lovely because you'd end up seeing your friends every single week and you knew it was happening and you didn't have to have a hundred messages backwards and forwards saying, Am I seeing you this Tuesday? Are you free this Friday? You just knew it was happening on the Tuesday. And likewise, if you feel like there's an unequal share of work in your household and that your partner might need to take some of the strain a little bit more, rather than begging your partner to say, oh, please, this week, can you just take the children out on Sunday morning? Just take them swimming and just let me have a morning to myself. Instead of saying that and then falling back into the same feeling of overwhelm and arguments next week, you could just say, look, I do this, 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 and this, and this all through the week. How would you feel about every Sunday morning between the hours of nine and one or whatever you want it to be? You take the children out and you do a fun activity and spend quality time with them on your own and you let me have a little bit of me time and you negotiate that and you put it into almost like into writing and so you don't have to have that same argument every week that is really simplifying your life doing a one-time action that you're going to reap rewards from every single week you know it could be if you have a dog and you say to your partner I'm not walking the dog on Saturdays that's your you take him out on a Saturday or or Monday Wednesday Friday whatever you want it to be and rather than asking one time and then being back in the same position you basically get it done every week you can thank me later okay exercise nine was fucking magical and I'm not going to speak very much about it but you have to try it. it's so simple you're going to be like Fran what but this is about making sleep a spiritual practice so human beings adult human beings need about seven to nine hours of sleep a night I found out that I was getting between five and six five and six y'all I'm not thriving on that, okay? Listen to this. When we sleep, there are so many crucial processes going on that cannot happen when we're awake. It's the ultimate practice in doing less to have more. Very similar to the way that a pregnant body can make an entire human without directions, your body does profound repair and restoration without you even thinking about it whilst you're unconscious. In case you've forgotten, our bodies are miraculous and here are just a few of the things that happen whilst we sleep. Our long-term memory gets organized, we integrate new information, neurotoxins get neutralized, cells get repaired, physical wounds are healed faster, the immune system is strengthened, growth hormone increases, which is important for tissue regeneration and repair, muscles grow and hormones are synthesized. Lack of sleep will eventually make you psychotic and can actually kill you. That's why sleep deprivation is used as a form of torture. And of course, a lack of sleep, sleep deprivation has been linked to the following outcomes, increased risk of obesity, overeating, increased risk of some cancers, including breast cancer, increased risk of diabetes, likelihood of dying of an accident is increased, increased likelihood of catching a cold, loss of brain tissue, loss of focus, memory loss, increased likelihood of being emotionally reactive and unable to produce appropriate responses. I think we've all been guilty of that when we're tired. Increased risk of death, death guys, and decrease in sperm count, decreased risk of heart disease, increased risk of heart disease, four times the risk of stroke. Oh my God, increasing skin aging. Look, none of us need that. So basically, 
Getting more sleep is the ultimate way to do less and have more. And reading this, it should be such an obvious thing, but I was basically trying to function in my life and not just function. I was trying to thrive. I was trying to live my best life. I wanted energy for my children. I wanted energy for a social life. I wanted energy for my business. I wanted to start working till 1.30 in the morning and getting up at 6am with my children. I wanted to fucking do it all. And I was wondering why I couldn't. And I read this and it was like a breath of fresh air that sleep is not a waste of time. In fact, it's the fucking opposite. It is one of the most productive things that you can do. One of my favorite things about the book club is we often hear the same thing taught in different ways. So I distinctly remember hearing this in the book by Grace Beverly, Working Hard, Hardly Working. And I remember hearing it and being like, hmm, cool. But the way that she said it, didn't resonate with me. Maybe because she doesn't have children. I don't know, but it didn't resonate with me. I I read it. I was like, cool. And then it went over my head. I heard it again by Kate Northrup. And this time it literally slapped me around the face. And I was like, oh my God, I need more sleep. And so the simple exercise was to simply go to sleep an hour earlier each night. And my personal like goal for myself was to simply go to bed before midnight because I was going to bed at like half one in the morning and I was legit working till half one in the morning. And so I did it for like, I think I'm on like day five or six and I had one slip up where I had so much work and I didn't get it done. Basically, I was up till one in the morning. But apart from that, I have done it and it has been transformational. If you have ever been jet lagged, or had a tiny baby and just been sleep deprived, you will know how fucking painful everything in life is. Like just how painful and horrible everything is. You can't enjoy anything when you're super tired. And so this may seem like a really simple thing to do, but if you are finding yourself not reaching your goals, not fulfilling your dreams, not living your best goddamn life, could it just be that you're tired? Are you tired? Do I sound like your mum now? Are you tired? (laughs) You could just be fucking tired. Exercise 10 was all about time bending. Now, this was pretty fucking trippy and it was all about the two types of time that we have. But guess what? I ain't got time to go into it. But importantly, this chat had a little passage in all about time poverty versus time prosperity. And I had a fucking light bulb moment. So... If anybody has done any sort of wealth mindset work with me or any kind of law of attraction kind of work where we go from a mindset of poverty, I don't have enough money. I don't have any money to spend on the things that I like. I wish I had more money. Everyone else has more money than me, et cetera, et cetera. What are you going to have less of? Money, because you're constantly affirming that you are money poor. But if you switch that to a mindset of prosperity and you say, I do have money, I have a lot of money, you know, more money is coming to me all the time. I have a job. Whatever you have, you affirm and you say, you know, at least I have a job. If you have a business, at least I have a business. At least I have a roof over my head. All these things, right? The same works for time. The same works for fucking time. And I'm such an idiot because All this time I've been doing wealth mindset work and I've been like, fuck, this shit works. Like it really works. And it's astounded me. I didn't realize that you replace that word money with time and you can become abundant in time too. And let me tell you how this works, right? So I was in a constant race to the bottom. Sorry, I feel like this episode is going to be really long, but bear with me. I feel like I was in a constant race to the bottom 
of who was the most time poor. Nobody was as time poor as me. And if anybody dared to say to me, I'm so busy, I'm so tired, I'd be like, how dare you? How dare you? You have a husband who is out earning money as well. Maybe you don't work. You're, you know, just looking after the children. Maybe you only have one child or the ultimate sin in my eyes. You dared to have one baby at a time, not two. How dare you come to me and tell me you're busy? That's honestly the way that my mind was operating. I was the busiest person. I'm the one that has to earn all the money for my household. If I don't earn money, we ain't going to be living in a house this time next year. Do you know what I mean? So I'm the one that has three children. I've got twin toddlers. Do you know how hard that is? Et cetera, et cetera. I was telling myself all these stories of why I was so time poor. And after doing this exercise, I was like, wow, I've realized that most of my life, I've been saying I'm time poor. I said I was time poor when I had one child. I said I was time poor when I was working in the salon three days a week. And all I had to do was change over the sheets for bloody Airbnb and get a cleaner in. Like I felt super busy there. And what I realized was most women I spoke to said that they felt super busy or most people I spoke to. And it didn't matter how many children they had, how many jobs they had, how much responsibility they had. Everybody felt so busy. And that's when I realized, oh my God, it's the same as money. All we need to do is switch to a abundant mindset. So so I started to make a list of all the reasons why I was so time abundant. Number one, I'm so lucky to have two co-parents who love spending time with their daughters and who are reliable and who take them so that I can have some child-free time, no matter how much or little that is. I'm so lucky that I get to work from home. I have no commuting time. I do a job that I love. It's nothing I dread. I can do as many or as little hours as I want. And guess what? I can do them at the time I want as well. I'm so lucky that I can pay for a nursery so that the girls can go into nursery and I can have a whole day that's just a work day. I'm so lucky to be able to do that. I'm so lucky to be able to work at night from my kitchen. I'm so lucky that Bo is in full-time education, that we get a free education in this country and that she's being taught in school. I don't have to homeschool her. I'm so lucky that I have so many time-saving practices implemented into my life, such as HelloFresh or having a cleaner or having my food delivered. All of these things mean that I don't have to spend time doing them. I'm so lucky that I have a car so that I don't have to walk places or wait for a bus or a train. All of these things made me realize like, wow, I've got more than enough time. I've been tricking myself into thinking I'm busy, but I'm not. I'm really, truly not. And that has been one of the biggest changes for this month. And I'm so grateful to this book. I feel like I want to cry, but I can't because I got self-tan on. I Bondi sanded myself like an hour ago because I got time to, bitches. I got time. But this is just such a monumental shift in my mindset for me. And I really want it to be for you as well, because I know that the majority of you listening will be saying, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. That's the main thing I hear is I haven't had time to work on my goals or I've fallen off the bandwagon with my gratitude because I haven't had the time, I haven't had the energy. It ain't real. Yes, we all have shit to do, of course. And there's times where I'm up until 1am because I have to get a book club podcast out, you know, that very next morning or something. Or I have to respond to emails in a real timely manner. Like I'm selling my house at the moment and there's things that I have to respond to like ASAP because we're trying to get in on a deadline. And of course, there are things that you have to be done and you can feel moments of busyness. We all have that, but we need to get out of this mindset that we are all perpetually busy because you know what will happen? You'll go to your grave being like, oh fuck, I've been busy my whole life and I didn't enjoy it enough. 
And so that is the biggest gift that this book has given me. And finally, because I know you're sick of my shit now, is exercise 11, which is streamlining your to-do list. Now, this is incredible. Oh my God, this episode is an hour long so far. (gasps) How do we feel about this? Should I save this last exercise as a standalone? Um, I might save this last exercise as a standalone episode because actually I don't want to rush through it. And it's all about your to-do list and whether you are a master or a slave of your to-do list. And I really want to talk about it and not feel rushed. And this is, oh, I can't believe this is nearly an hour long. This just shows you how much I fucking love this book. Right. I'm going to talk about streamlining your to-do list and making it work for you, not you working for it next week. But I just want you to know this book, Do Less, I don't get any fucking kickback from it, no money from it or anything, but I do highly recommend you read it. It's by an author called Kate Northrup. She's incredible. She's also written another book called Money, A Love Story. And I think I'm going to have to read it. I think we're going to have to do it in the book club because I absolutely love this woman. You can find her on there. This book is called Do Less, A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management for Ambitious Women. But like I say, it does work for men as well. Anyone that is living under this moon. If you want to join the book club, I have all the episodes on this particular book on there. There's a two week challenge on there with daily exercises. If that floats your boat, it's £10 a month. You can join at any time. You can go back and do any of the books that we've done at any time. So you don't have to do it like in real time. If you want to join us on the first of the month and do the next book with us in real time, we are doing Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. So we will be starting that on the 1st of November. 1st of November. Can you fucking believe it? November already. Oh my God. Um, So yeah, this has truly changed my life, this book. All of the books we've done in the book club have changed my life to a certain degree. And I hope that you guys can really see that transformation because inside it feels monumental. And I know it shows on the outside as well, but inside it's fucking incredible. This month, I have increased the help that I receive in the form of people or solutions. I've learned about my cycle and the cycles of the moon, and I'm honoring that and my body the best that I can. I've simplified my life and work and schedule. I've genuinely switched from time poverty to being in a time abundant mindset. And most importantly, I've been more present in my mothering, in my work and just in everything that I do. And for that, I'm truly, truly thankful. So anyway, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry this episode was so fucking long. Lord have mercy. I did not expect it to be this long. Um, But yeah, what do I have to tell you? Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. If you enjoy this podcast, if you've got any value from today at all, it doesn't matter if you've left a review before, you can leave another one. You can leave me a five star review, rate, review, subscribe. Those three things take mere seconds, but they help me so, so much. And when I'm having a down day, I do look through my reviews and I'm like, ah, it is making a difference. So yeah, that really helps me out. You can share this podcast on your social media. Tag me in your stories. I'm at Francesca Amber. Your girl's got a blue tick now, by the way. Oh yeah, your girl's got a blue tick. Um, Or I'm at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Um, Come follow me. Come connect with me. I love to hear from you. Just a reminder that I also have early bird tickets to my New Year's Day goal setting party. Oh yeah, bitches, we're doing it again on the 1st of January. I'm so excited for this. Honestly, I'm so fucking excited. Um, I'd love you to be there. Tickets are only £22.22, but they will be going up on the 1st of December. So if you want to get the early bird price, get in now, bitches. All tickets and everything is available at my website, which is francescaamber.com. And of course, the ever popular subliminals can 
handles all the other shits over there as well. So go check it out. Thank you so much for listening. I shall be back next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.